Hey sis, welcome to The Complete Life. I'm your host V, and this podcast is for women who want to get real with their faith, know who they are, and live the complete life Jesus promised them. So let's dive in. All right, so I am so excited for today's episode because I'm going to share with you why the way you're living life right now probably isn't getting you the life you'd hope for. I'll do this by sharing my journey to understanding what it takes to live the complete life. And in this episode, we'll go over what the complete life is, why you shouldn't follow your heart, and what you should follow instead, and why. And I know when I say a statement like, you shouldn't follow your heart, I probably got some heads rolling right now, some sisters here being like, what you say, girl? Like, my heart has led me to some great decisions. Look at this in my life. Look at this decision in my life. Like, I have done some great things following my heart. So, mm. but okay, pause. I will get into it. Promise you. Um, hint, you really shouldn't follow your heart. And I will explain why. But let me first start by letting you know a little bit about me and what this complete life is. So I'm a wife. I'm a mom to a rambunctious toddler. I'm an associate pastor. I'm a family physician. I'm a sister. I'm a friend. But all those things are just a representation of who I truly am. I'm a child of the Most High God. But I wasn't always a Christian. Definitely not a 100% sold out for Jesus Christian. Um, In fact, I gave my life to Christ actually at the age of 13. And how how it came about is actually kind of a funny story. My mom, um, a few days before my 13th birthday, she was like, hey, do you want to give your life to Christ? And as a 12-year-old going on 13 and not like super into church at that time, I didn't really understand the gravity of that question. So I was like, sure. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? But Man, that moment changed my life forever, especially because I was going through a lot. The year before, my dad had left our family, and so it was just my mom, my sister, my brother, and I, and I was feeling really lost, really low, really rejected, being like, how come my daddy don't want to be with me? Like, what's wrong with me? And so when my mom was like, hey, pray to God and ask him to be your pray to Jesus and ask him to be your Lord and personal savior. I remember when a bunch of strangers were all around me and they were praying over me at that 13th birthday party. I know some kind of 13th birthday party, right? I remember doing a personal prayer just quietly under my breath and being like, God, I want a dad. I don't have an earthly dad. I heard that you are a great dad. So can you be my daddy? And like, Honestly, I was just like, Jesus, just be my Lord and personal savior and give me a daddy. I just want a dad. I want to feel loved. I want to feel accepted. I want to feel like somebody cares about me. And in that moment, after I did that prayer, the Lord gave me Jeremiah 29 11, And that has been the bedrock verse of my entire life. Where God is saying through the prophet uh, Jeremiah, he's saying, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans that are good and not of evil, 
to give you a future and a hope. And in God saying that to me, it was like this big sigh of relief that I knew, wow, my life before God was not the complete life. It was not the life that Jesus had intended for me when he said in John 10.10 that I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So when God gave me that verse, Jeremiah 29.11, I was like, okay, things are definitely going to get better. I can have this free and full, complete life that God said that I can have because he said it and because he's the one in charge of this life. And so I just had to sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. And so, yeah, I just literally sat back, relaxed, and enjoyed the ride, which is, um, yeah, no, no. (laughs) And what I mean by I sat back, relaxed, and enjoyed the ride, I really didn't live my life 100% according to the word of God. And yet I still thought that could get me the full and free life that Jesus had promised. In fact, you know, those Christians who are like Christian on Sunday and then Monday through Saturday, they're like doing their own thing. That's kind of how I thought it would work. I mean, I tried. I tried, okay, guys? Like, I tried every day to be like, God, what would Jesus do? You know, let me do the things that the word is saying and all that. But honestly, it really wasn't impacting my thinking. It wasn't really impacting how I was feeling and my habits and my speech and how I was dressing. And it wasn't really having the full effect that it needed to have on me to live this full and free life. In fact, I was living a life where I didn't know exactly who I was. And I definitely wasn't showing up as the girl that God had created me to be. I was living a life where my roles, my experiences, and what I possessed didn't accurately represent who I was. I was living a life where my thoughts, my words, my emotions, my desires, and my habits were controlling me instead of being under control. My life, in my life, like time, money, gifts, energy, I wasn't using them usefully, effectively, and efficiently. In my life, I wasn't living in line with my core values, And like, let's just be honest, my life at that time, I was not living according to what I believed in every aspect of my life every single day. I was not living the complete life God said that he had for me. And it sucked. Like, let's just be real. It really sucked. I like had such low self-esteem. I didn't know who I was. I lived in fear. I had panic attacks. I had depressed moods. I had disordered eating. Like I just had a whole bunch of nonsense going on in my life. And even when I got to undergrad, like it started to show in lots of other different areas. I was dating my now husband at the time and like I was just messed up. I was trying to be his wife when we weren't even married. Like we weren't even engaged, y'all. Like the way I was being his girlfriend was just so not biblical. Um, I was like flunking out of school. Like I was on academic probation. And if my mom is listening to this, she'll be like, what? um yeah like that's not me no more um but yeah like academically I was not doing well I was not strong in my faith even though on the outside I was like that churchy girl but like you best believe you would have caught me at a club or two every Saturday not because I like drinking because 
alcohol makes me super sick. But because I like to dance and the things I would dress. Oh, yes. The way I would dress is just, yeah, it was just no, 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 no. (laughs) And, you know, I just got tired of living that life. I was 19 and I can see my life was a mess. It was a hot diggity mess. And I cried out to God in my dorm room and I was like, God, there has got to be so much more to life than this. You promised me a full and free life. And I don't think I'm living it. I really don't think this is it, God. Because if this is it, like, I don't need you. I could go on living this life without you, God. And clearly this is not the life that you want for me. And I was right in thinking that. Because I rededicated my life to God. And from age 19 to just like two years ago, in 2019, when I was crying out to God again for a completely other different reason, which I will definitely get into for future podcast episodes, God was showing me that the complete life is totally possible. It's a life that Jesus Christ died for so that I could have. And it's a life where I stop following my heart, but instead follow the word of God. The complete life is a life where you know exactly who you are and you show up as her every single day. It's a life where your roles, your experiences, and your possessions accurately represent who you are. It's a life where your thoughts, your words, your emotions, your desires, and your habits are under control instead of them controlling you. It's a life where you use the time, money, gifts, and energy you have usefully, effectively, and efficiently. It's a life where you live in line with your core values and safeguard your heart with strong boundaries. And it's a life where you live according to what you believe in every aspect of your life, every single day. That life, as challenging as it might sound to actually live, it is totally possible because Jesus said he came that we might have that life and have it more abundantly. So why then do I keep saying don't follow your heart? Well, first of all, let's define what this heart is. When the Bible talks about the heart, it's talking about a term in Hebrew or Greek that means inner person. And this inner person is your thoughts, your feelings, your speech, your behavior, your habits, your passions, your desires, your endeavors. And so that's what a heart is. It's not that organ and um, I don't know what else other people are thinking, but like that's what it means in the Bible. Your thoughts, feelings, speech, behavior, habits, passions, desires, endeavors, your what you pursue, stuff like that. Now the heart though, something key to know about the heart is that it's subjective, okay? It's biased, it's easily influenced by outside circumstances. So that means it's also constantly changing. How many of y'all, and let's be honest, raise our hands, that our thoughts are constantly changing? We have one thought and then like a day later, our thought about a same circumstance or event can be completely different. We have feelings that are constantly coming and going. I mean, when I'm tired, 
I get angry. And sometimes when I'm tired, I feel sad. And sometimes when I'm hungry, I feel hangry. And from one moment to the next, I have different feelings coming in and out, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> the heart. Subjective, constantly changing, and in and of itself, it's without values and it's without boundaries. This is not something you want to be following. Like, can we just be real? This is not a stable thing to follow. It has no standards. It has no way it views the world. If you are led by your heart, it leads to things like negative thinking, depression and anxiety, destructive habits, uncontrollable feelings, unruly desires, low self-esteem, a lack of confidence, perpetual sadness, confusion, identity crisis. Yeah, the heart is not something you want to be following. And, you know, some people might even ask the question, well, what about a heart that has given its life to Christ? What about a heart that has the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of them? Well, let's just be clear. That heart is being led by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You are not following your heart. You are following the Holy Spirit. Because your heart is being led by the Holy Spirit. I like to use a Bible verse. One of my favorite ones right now is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, where it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. It doesn't say trust in your heart with all your heart. Then it says, and lean not on your own understanding. So lean not on your heart. Lean not on your own thoughts and feelings and desires and passions and habits and pursuits. In all your ways, acknowledge him. So make your heart, all your thoughts, your feelings, your speech, your behavior, your habits, your passions, your desires, your endeavors, acknowledge him, be connected to him, pay attention to him, and he will direct your path. Not your heart direct you, not you following your heart, but the Lord directing you, you following God and his guidance. I hope I'm making it clear that we should not be following our heart. But there are multiple Bible verses that say that we should follow God, that we should be led by the Holy Spirit, that it's not our flesh, it's not our feelings, it's not our thoughts, it's not our speech, it's not our behaviors that should be ruling us, but instead the Lord, the Lord God should be ruling us. The Lord God should reign over our heart, and it's the Lord God that we should be following, not our hearts. Okay, so then what should we follow? What should we be paying attention to and following and, and being led by? Well, I just said it, the Lord God. But the Lord God can be summarized into, mm, that's not a good way to put it. Backtrack, backtrack. <laughs> Let's put it this way. We want to build our life on the word of God, correct? We should be following God himself. We should be led by the Holy Spirit. And society has a term for this. It's called worldview. Worldview, there's a German term for it, and I can't say it. But what it means is a particular philosophy or view of life. In fact, a woman of God who says she's led by the Lord, who says she believes in Jesus Christ and wants to live according to the word of God, she should have a biblical Christian world 
view. She should be building her life. The foundation of her life should be built upon the word of God, her biblical Christian world view. The way she views every circumstance that ever happens in her life, the way she views God himself, herself, other human beings, the universe, time, money, nature, how she dresses, how she talks, what she thinks about, how she feels, her job, what she should have, her relationships, her children, her husband, whatever. Everything that she should view in life, her view of the world, should be based on the Bible, the Word of God. And remember in John 1 it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So everything that she does and how she views the world should be based on God himself, which is the Bible, which is basically the biblical Christian worldview. So why does this worldview matter? Because not only should it be what you should be following and not being led by your heart, but instead being led by the world, by your worldview, which is a biblical Christian worldview, but it matters that you have this worldview because it defines who you are. Your worldview will tell you who you are. And I don't know about you, but I don't want just anybody telling me who I am. I want God telling me who I am. My identity is in Christ. And so the worldview is that important because it defines who you are. And as a Christian, as a Christian woman, you are going to let God tell you who you are. Your worldview determines what you treasure in life. So your values. And again, society is out there. The world is out there. The devil is out there. And he wants to tell you, you should value this and you should value this. And trust me, it is totally contradictory to the word of God. But a biblical Christian worldview, i.e. the word of God, i.e. God himself, will tell you exactly what you should treasure, exactly what you should value, what you should deem worth it and important in life. Your biblical worldview will tell you exactly why you exist and what you should be doing with your life. So your life's purpose and your life goals. Yes, if you have a different worldview, that worldview will tell you why you exist and what you should be doing with your life. But it will lead you astray. Trust me, it just will. You want the Bible telling you what you should be doing with your life, what your life's purpose are, purpose is, and what your life goals are. Not the world, not just random thinking, not another person's worldview, but God himself the biblical Christian worldview. A worldview directs your use of time, money, energy, your efforts, so your talents and gifts, all those resources. And so again, you can have a different worldview and you could spend time, money, energy, efforts that God has given you based on a completely different worldview, but that's not going to get you the complete life that Jesus died for either. The biblical Christian worldview will tell you exactly how you should use your time, money, energy, and efforts, every resource that God has blessed you with to live the complete life. Amen? And a worldview dictates what you think, feel, say, how you behave, your habits, your desires, your passions, your pursuits, i.e. your inner person, i.e. your heart. Your heart follows your worldview. And you don't want just any worldview leading your heart and leading you. You want 
the word of God. Again, this is for, hey, woman who says, I am a child of God. I believe in God. I am being led by the Holy Spirit. Well, then you got to make sure that it's actually the Holy Spirit leading you. It's actually the word of God leading you. You actually have a biblical Christian worldview that is guiding your life. This was just an intro though. Like I have so much to say and we have so much to talk about, but I hope I've made it pretty clear. Do not follow your heart, sis. Follow your worldview. Okay, that was a lot, I know. And I just want to take this moment to encourage you to pause here, stop, I'm pretty much done. And just go back and reflect on everything that I just said. And be honest with yourself. Are you following your heart? Or are you following the word of God? Because like I said, if you want the complete life, that Jesus said that he died for, that God has promised the future and the hope that he's given you, this complete, full, and free life that you can have. It is possible for you to have this life. And if you want it, you need to stop following your heart, stop following the world's way of doing things, and start 100% in every aspect of your life viewing the world through the biblical Christian worldview. And that's the word of God. And that's God himself. So there you have it, sis. This season will be going over the ins and outs of what you believe and debunking a lot of popular sayings and thinking when it comes to how to live your best life, the complete life Jesus promised you can have. Next steps you can take, check out my website, www.completelyv.com to learn more about how I can help you get started living the complete life and for support in deepening your relationship with God. Until next time, thanks for tuning in and talk to you later.